senior leadership functions are changing rapidly. Digital transformation, competitive pressure, and shifting consumer expectations are all forcing C-suite leaders and executives to adapt their skills and their mindsets. Well, today's CEO needs to appreciate the implications of frontier innovations like artificial intelligence or even the metaverse on their business, especially in terms of new opportunities and, of course, threats. Elsewhere, CFOs must understand how tech is a tool for growth, not just a cost that needs to be managed. They also need to understand why cybersecurity is an existential issue, not just a problem for the IT department. In the COVID era, resilience, once a concern for supply chain teams, has become a priority for leaders. And executives also need to strengthen their competency in empathy and emotional intelligence. This helps build a strong corporate culture and get the best out of staff, especially the new generation, which has its own priorities and expectations. I'm Manisha Tank, an investor, broadcaster and coach. A warm welcome to this Accenture Enterprise Transformation Podcast. Throughout this series, we'll be talking to leaders from Accenture and their partners, about how transformations in customer experience, human resources, and supply chains are changing the roles and the functions of senior leaders and the C-suite. In this episode, I'm thrilled to be joined by Buben Ku, Managing Director and Chief Technology Advisor for Customer Sales and Service at Accenture Southeast Asia. Bubeng, who's based in Singapore, brings 20 years of experience in the interaction of technology and customer service. I'm also joined by Munyi Chan, Director, Digital Services within Singapore's Central Provident Fund Board, or CPFB. Munyi leads a team of talented individuals who are passionate about bringing the best possible digital experience to their CPF members. Bubeng, a very warm welcome and hello to you. Hey, thank you, Manisha. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Very happy to join today. It's glad you could join us. And Munyi, really good to see you. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Hi, Manisha. Thanks for having me. Very happy to share CPF experience. Yes. And I'm sure there's a lot of depth of experience there to share. Um, but first of all, let's get into it. And I want to take this question, the first question to Bu Beng. Uh, and, and this sort of takes us back, actually, this question. A couple of years. Who can believe it's been a couple of years? Let's talk about what happened at the peak of the pandemic. There were reports that speculated that COVID-19 had increased digital adoption by seven years. In the third quarter of 2020, notebook and mobile workstation shipments increased by over 28%. And that's when you compared it to the previous year. 60 million people in Southeast Asia used a digital service for the first time during the pandemic. All of that according to Google. So obviously, Bubeng, consumers are demanding experiences tailored to their needs and their expectations. And initially, we've seen this in the online retail sector. Um, but people have also become used to speed, ease, personalization on those platforms. And now they want to see the same. They want to see the same at their bank with their mobile phone company, their healthcare systems. I know I'm one of those consumers, and I'm sure you are too. So how are businesses actually responding to all of these demands and how has customer experience changed? Which sectors are lagging on this front? Can you describe a little bit the before and after the pandemic? The pandemic has caused organizations to look phenomenally around how they can deliver better experience. As you mentioned, uh, with COVID, with the pandemic, um, digital became what I call the go-to channel. And a lot of times you'll see that uh, organizations are now 
having the ability to create new offerings, new innovative solutions and services that they want to attract new customers, continue to build loyalty with the existing customers. And one of the phenomenal things that you've seen today is organizations taking a more customer-driven approach. For example, you see telcos now not providing consumers just with standard usage plans. They allow consumers to tailor their usage plans according to their needs, be it an individual, be it a household. How do you allow them to personalize what we call the usage plans. That's one example. Another example is banks providing different channels for customer service. No longer are you just allowed to go to the contact center or to be able to serve through branches. Banks are now offering multiple different ways, whether it's through engagement through a mobile app, whether it's engagement through a live chat or to a portal. And you will see phenomenally that these digital channels are increasingly providing them with better options and better experience. And that's why customers like it and organizations are flocking over there. It's interesting because you've referred to this as customer-driven. I suppose it's also very human-centric, isn't it? And, and that can lead to a different strategy, the ones you've been describing, new ways of working, all because we can integrate new technology. Oh, of course, I think, um, you know, it's all around uh, being human, being personal. And as you can see, you know, the mobile phone is now in the palms of everybody. And, and that becomes an ultimate convenient point where everybody can look up, you know, sometimes even to extent of uh, totally distracting them from the physical world. So that's the best, uh, what I call a, a, a conversation that you can have with your customers tomorrow through their mobile phones. Yep, absolutely. And I suppose even simple things like a push notification, that is engaging people in a way we haven't seen before. And that's just one small example, right? Yes, of course. Uh, you've brought up a very great point, Manisha. I think where you see that option of being proactive rather than in the past, where you know, organizations are usually more reactive, as in you don't know what your customers are asking for until they call you. Uh, but today, you see a different change in attitude where organizations are now being proactive. They push new information, new products to you. They try and engage you, be it through social channels, um, hoping, of course, to learn more about you and then using that data to further personalize your experience with the organizations. That's one key difference, as you can see, from a proactive approach. Yep, absolutely. Let's just extend on this a little bit because I want to dig into some of the specific technologies or advances in tech that have made this next generation customer experience possible. Because it isn't just about having a mobile phone in your hand or, uh, you know, the way that specific APIs have developed or whatever it might be. It, you know, the, everything is increasing in terms of its sophistication from the software to the hardware. I think if you look at it from a technology perspective, I do think that there are three key things that has made it possible. Um, the first one very much around adopting of cloud. And one of the things that organizations see with all these interactions is the scale and the need to respond. 
And cloud-based technologies have allowed them to do that without worrying about the capacity that they have on the technology systems, right? And that has been a great shift that allow most organizations today now to scale and serve customers in a short period of time. The second thing that you see with cloud is the ability to store data and then new tools, for example, AI tools, artificial intelligence tools that are coming in here to help personalize at scale, making decisions at scale, and using some of these leading edge technologies to predict and forecast uh, patterns or what you call next best actions are going to become the new ways of actually delivering better experience to customers. The third thing is around this whole aspects of open integration and automation. Most of platforms today are now increasingly offering open interfaces that allows people to grab data, of course, with, you know, what they call uh, specific security functions around there. But the ability then to actually obtain data at the right time and be able to use that data to further, again, personalize experience. So I think if you think about it, these three things are key and, and very much driving a lot of the conversations today around how do you better experience, how do you better what you call the engagement that you have with your customers. Yeah, and I guess it also comes down to understanding the resources and the tools that you have available to the best of your ability and then leverage that opportunity, right? Okay, hold that thought because we might come back to it. Uh, I want to bring in, uh, of course, Manyi, lovely to talk to you. You lead the digital services team at Singapore's Central Provident Fund Board. This is an institution which handles retirement savings for both nationals and permanent residents in Singapore. And you started a technology transformation initiative, as I understand it, with Accenture. That was back in 2018. So I'm curious, what was that North Star that you were aiming for? What was the problem that you were trying to solve? To share the CPF experience, I would like to anchor on one of our key projects, the CPF website revamp, to actually bring you through our digital transformation journey. So CPF is in the business of retirement, as you mentioned earlier, and in enabling our customers to have a secure retirement, which often sounds like an elusive goal to many. This is partly due to a lack of understanding of the CPF system and how it helps us. And... Without a good understanding and appreciation of how the CPF is relevant to them, it is actually quite challenging for our customers to make informed decisions and to in turn take actions that matters to them in building a secure retirement. So when we embark on the transformation journey with Accenture as our partner, we aim to offer our customers the best possible digital experience and set about reimagining a more personalized, a more engaging and a more delightful experience for our customers. And really, we want to journey alongside our customers in building up a secure retirement. So what does this mean tangibly? It's really about putting our customers at the heart of what we do and also putting myself as a customer of CPF and in their shoes to map out their journey and their experience, and to better anticipate their needs. In our new CPF website, we have adopted a mobile-first design approach. As what Bubing mentioned earlier, most, uh, most people can't leave their <laughs> mobile phones. And what we have found is that actually most of our customers access our website via their mobile phones. 
And if you were to try out our new CPF website today, upon login, our customers will be able to find personalized um, dashboards on retirement, on housing and healthcare. And these are really organized in a very thematic uh, manner so that it's easier for customers to discover and digest CPF matters. The information is also organized and presented in bite size, again, to capture their attention and to ease their understanding. And to make the overall digital experience more delightful, we have incorporated graphical elements like charts and illustrations beyond just chunks of um, numbers and text, really to cater to the different styles and just helping our customers to understand the information that is relevant to them is just one part of the equation. We wanted to go beyond and facilitate and empower them in taking actions that make a positive impact towards a secure retirement. So to this, uh, we have built just-in-time prompts to guide our customers to take steps to, to plan for retirement uh, in a non-intrusive and a more effortless manner. We also reach out to uh, specific customer segments based on their profiles and based on their needs and sharing actionable insights that are most relevant to them. So maybe you can also uh, uh, try out our new website and give us your feedback. Sure. I mean, I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about feedback because I think that's one of the challenges, isn't it? it it's, it's a journey and you need to know where to begin and there was obviously a lot that needed changing from what you're saying. So I'm quite curious about how you go through that transformation and how you improve the customer experience. How did you begin to know what you needed to do? What technology were you able to use to even make sure that you had the feedback, that you could collate it in the first place and you could sort through it and then know where to begin? It starts with embracing digital and how we leverage this to magnify the value for our customers. First of all, we have strong support from our management for our digital transformation. And this support is key in actually aligning all towards a common goal. And we set up a digital roadmap with very clear objectives and the steps to get there. Uh, at the same time, we are cognizant of the need to be flexible, to be ready to adapt, to changing circumstances and to work in iterations. We have structures and forums that are put in place to track project progress and for teams to surface issues quickly and when necessary to make adjustments quickly. In terms of uh, making it happen, the execution part uh, is about translating the plans and breaking them down into digestible and more tangible tasks for our teams. There were many, as part of the digital transformation, many, many new processes were established and we had to conduct many briefings to help our teams understand their new roles and responsibilities and also what is the support that is available to them. Yeah. Um, so you've told us a little bit about the planning, but let's talk a little bit about the execution on the tech transformation process and how and why you picked particular capabilities that you wanted to focus on. Plus, there are certain aspects of the tech that probably helped facilitate all of this. You know, the shift to cloud, for example, AI, automation. I'd be keen to hear which of those stood out for you. Definitely the shift to cloud. 
uh, as what Bubing has uh, mentioned earlier, in our case for CPF board, it is the game changer for us. It allows us to access the best in class computing and a suite of innovative services. And this in turn brings about greater scalability, security, and also assurance for our customers. Uh, in terms of architecture, we have designed it uh, to be as modular as possible so that we also remain agile and more responsive to some of the changing environment and emerging trends. The other part aligned with um, our goal of making the digital experience as personalized and as engaging as possible for our customers, we also leverage data analytics and AI to build up profiles of our customers to understand their interests, their motivation, and also tease out information that is uh, relevant to them. It helps us to really shield them from some of the um, unnecessary complexities about CPF matters, which are not relevant to them. In the course of our transformation, we also built up capabilities in user research, such as uh, A-B testing on the website. Overall, this helps us to better understand our customers' preference and derive insights to improve the, the digital experience even further. Yeah. Many you were sharing a little bit earlier some of the ways in which your customers have been helped, how their experience has changed. I'm quite curious, what are you able to do now that you weren't able to do before? And what have you been able to deliver now that you have the new system that couldn't have been done before? This digital transformation, this new technology shift to cloud and with the new technology platform that we have built up has definitely benefited our customers. And in terms of having new and better digital services more quickly to share our experience in terms of the CPF website revamp project, it was within a span of six months, we rolled out our beta website, overhauling the uh, information architecture and revamping more than a thousand pages of pre-login information. This was rolled out in uh, April 2021 in the midst of COVID. <laughs> we followed up quickly with the launch of our minimum viable product, which is a total revamp of our post-login information and services. And this was rolled out in uh, October 2021. So you, you could see within a short span of one year, we not only revamped our digital short front, but also laid the foundation for the underlying tech stack and cloud stack. So we have actually built up a, a much faster pace of um, innovation and, and we will continue to leverage this to improve the digital experience for our members. Yeah, that's great. I mean, there's a lot for your members to get their heads around, but also a lot for your workforce as well. I mean, this is a question really for the both of you, and, and I'm going to bring Bubeng back in here uh, and start with you on this question. And that is around how important the workforce is in all of this. You know, all of this is undergoing a major transformation. It's a big change for staff as well. So what are the kind of investments that you have to make to help employees as part of that change? Bubeng, we'll begin with you because I'm sure you're seeing this as a, as a from a particular point of view in terms of a delivery point of view. I think uh, one of the things that you'll see um, as organizations embark on transformation is that 
the transformations are now broken into bits and, and smaller chunks, right? Or mini phases or sprints. And one of the important things as you go into this approach is the ability to what I call incorporate changes, ideas, and also learn from some of the implementations of the prior sprints. So one of the things that you will see from this is the ability for uh, workforces now to adapt to what I would say more rapid changes. Just as how you see mobile apps today getting mini updates through time, we need to understand and learn how to incorporate changes in small incremental manner. And that's the first thing that I think the workforce needs to learn. The second thing is that technologies are being introduced at a very rapid pace. I mean, you talked about metaverse earlier, right? This is something that, you know, we've just talked about maybe in the last year or so. And increasingly now, everybody has got to think about how they could use and learn these features and see how it could apply to their organizations. So the second thing that you will see for organizations is to be able to let the people in organizations now learn self-learn in the pace that they need to transform their organization. Uh, and that's very, very much two key things that I, I think on top of my head is important to the success of any transformation. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I can I can understand that totally. Manyi, something you said earlier, <laughs> my, my curiosity peaked around it. It was what you said about walking in the shoes because you were also, you know, you have a CPF account. So you can walk in the shoes of those who are using the site, who are using um, your provision here. And that's really important, even when it comes to staff, right? Because you're in a situation also where you're dealing with staff who may have to deal with customer inquiries. And that walking in the shoes of, I would guess, is pretty important. Manisha, you are spot on. Really, our workforce and our teams are instrumental in this transformation journey. It is clear to us from the onset that our website revamp project goes beyond just a technology project per se. Like what you mentioned, we also have staff who are frontliners who are dealing with our customers but walking uh, in their shoes. And so we have actually used this project to transform our workforce in terms of the way we work and deliver. We have invested heavily in upskilling our teams from tech as well as business users in some of the agile practices and the new processes. And we encourage our teams to push for innovation, really to think big, start small and act fast. There is a, a strong bias for action and for our teams to, to pilot, to learn from the experience, to refine and to continually improve. As per what Bubeng has mentioned earlier, this is also the trend in terms of the technology, the fast pace of technology, and, and we need to adapt to that. So under the new ways of working, we have uh, in fact built out a group of business technologies who are essentially uh, non-tech staff. They are able to make changes to the website and get insights using data analytics tools and all this without the involvement of IT professionals. And beyond some of the domain-specific skills upgrading, there are also a range of courses on soft skills, which are needed by our supervisors to support a very rapid change management. 
and really for our teams to also embrace a growth mindset and a continual improvement mindset. So we think that this investment in our teams in various areas from agile upscaling to embracing a growth mindset and building up change management capabilities, it goes beyond just the CPF website project. And it attunes our teams, our organization to a faster pace of innovation where, where now products and uh, enhancements can be rolled out much more quickly and drive the continuous improvements. So ultimately, I think this helps us to ensure that CPF remains relevant to our customers, uh, to continue to add value to them and, and ultimately to enable them to have a secure retirement. Interestingly, it I think what you're saying really leans into <laughs> Pooh Beng's advice, which is, you know, do this in bite-sized chunks, actually, because otherwise it can sound like a very overwhelming process. Manyi, if you had a peer, let's say, with a little bit less experience than you, who is having to set out on this journey, what would be your key bits of advice for them? I think it starts with embracing a customer-obsessed mindset. Start with the problem statements. Know what are the pain points. And defining the problem is really a, a key part of a driving digital transformation. And it'll ground you in terms of the direction and what you would need to get there. Great. I think that's brilliant advice. I think that's great life advice as well. Uh, just finally, Boobang, uh, know what your problem is. Also, know what your solution is, right? Absolutely. I think all things lead to solving a problem. And as part of bridging that gap or solving the problem, look at how technologies could help them solve it and bring that solution together with the mindset of having the ability to not just solve the problems for the customer, but also the problems of the organization. I think that's the win-win that uh, most people are coming through this transformation and say, at the end of the day, we managed to do two things. One, solve the problems of our customers and solve our own internal organization problems and making it great again. Bubeng, I know that you have talked about composable technology. I'm curious to know, what does this actually refer to and why is it important? Why is it useful? One of the things that you'll see as part of composable technology is driven from the fact that customer journeys, customer experience will change frequently over time. And where you see composable technologies coming from these days with platforms like Adobe, Salesforce, uh, Workday, SAP, which have recently acquired, built new capabilities that you can then continue to make changes, configure on it as and when your customer experience or customer journeys change. And that's the power that they are bringing to the table for a lot of organizations without having to buy new capabilities or new technologies to reuse these technologies that they've already had in their arsenal and recreate, revitalize journeys that they believe would continue to adopt the recent trends that customers want and expect organizations to provide them with. And I suppose there is a challenge there, though, that organizations need to have a sense of the roadmap to know which of those technologies to bring together. Certainly. And that's really where typical organizations 
are looking for today when they start the transformation journey. They look at the, the challenges, the vision of what the transformation is, and then organizations like that will work with Accenture, for example, to create that roadmap and look at which platforms or a couple of platforms that are available out there that matches the needs and use them as they grow their journeys and their capabilities to support uh, these customers of theirs tomorrow. Just a last question. Is there any particular innovation that you are excited about or that you feel could really change the game? I mean, we've mentioned metaverse, but... Is that really the future or is there something else out there that is worth thinking about? I think metaverse is one thing in the future, but metaverse consists of a couple of technologies put together. And I think it's learning and utilizing that technology that will make metaverse a success. I mean, you talk about blockchain and the ability for you to use it to trace and ensure that things are being transacted in a secure manner. You talk about tokenization and the fact in the matter is that's also something that you want to make sure that in the whole spirit of going real or true, that is another thing to kind of authenticate things. So I think that there are a couple of things that are technologies that are actually interesting to put together. Uh, and, and in the metaverse, I think uh, you will see some of these technologies mature and then be able to serve new needs. Yep, absolutely. And I suppose it means that that interaction with the customer, which we started this conversation on, Manyi, you can use all of these innovations and new ideas to create something that consumers didn't have before. I'm just thinking, can you consult with a CPF advisor in the metaverse? Is that a prospect for the future? We never say never. <laughs> <laughs> this is an exciting future. I mean, many years ago, we probably could not imagine telemedicine. And with COVID, it's brought this to the fore and it has brought convenience to the doctors as well as the patients. I think the the sky is the limit is for us to uh, reimagine what is uh, the new way to serve our customers. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, it's it's so interesting because the word technology sometimes people think it's dehumanizing, but you have both proven in this conversation that it's exactly the opposite. Uh, it just remains for me to say thank you really for your insights today. Uh, thank you both for joining us and bringing all of that knowledge and experience to the table. I've really appreciated it. So that's a reminder you've been hearing from Bu Benku, Managing Director and Chief Technology Advisor for Customer Sales and Service at Accenture Southeast Asia, and also Munyi Chan, Director, Digital Services within Singapore's Central Provident Fund Board. This has been a fascinating conversation about a topic which affects all companies, understanding how a sector like pensions can undertake digital transformation reforms and the benefits that this has for customer service, and it provides a leadership lesson for others to follow. Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of Enterprise Transformation. If you have any feedback or questions about this podcast or the topics we've discussed today, you can contact us at accenture.com song. This podcast is produced by EI Studios, the custom content division of Economist Impact. <laughs>